Synthaholics. Welcome to Synthaholics. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Today we are talking about the Lower Decks episode, Crisis Point. Today we have myself, Aaron O'Brien, and David Duggan. What's up, Dave? Hey, how's it going? What is up? My prediction was Dave, wrong. Um, it is yeah, not a two-parter. Sort of has a carryover, though, which I, we'll get into. I mean, I guess it does have a cliffhanger. That's, that is true. There is going to be a through line. I mean, maybe, it, I mean, but it's not like an official two-parter. Right. Um, I think so, it's yeah, the closest we got, point, though. Yeah, right. Yeah, true. Crisis Point, the uh, ninth episode in the first season. So we have one more episode to go. And this came out October 1st, 2020. This episode starts off uh, here on this planet where they're tearing down a statue. And these alien lizards are helping. Uh, oh, that was kind of uh, apropos. Ensign Mariner. I know. Uh, <laughs> tearing down statues. Hmm. Have we seen this before this year? Yeah. Something like that. And, uh, yeah, uh, Ensign Mariner has uh, has um, them tearing this down with these, uh, they're calling these rat oppression. And so they use the, apparently the rats or these other creatures use the lizards as food. So Aren't they the same uh, two race that from Next Gen where they were like, they were they had them yes. on different decks? Yes. I remember this too, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, place what the, uh, which race they were. I, but it's I, on the first season. Maybe the first like couple episodes that came out. Yeah, like, I, I don't remember the name of the episode, but it's, it's season one. Some point there, it's like it's the lizard, and they kept them on separate decks so they wouldn't like fight each other or whatever. And then we never—I right, don't right. think we ever see them either of them again. Well, yeah, I never see them again. Right? They sort of look like a dog. Yeah, like yeah, it, they were bizarre looking. Yeah. Lots and lots of hair. <laughs> lots and lots of hair. Yeah, so I'm just trying to look and see which one is... Wow, Code of Honor. That's the second episode. Code of Honor was the second episode? Wow. That's swinging no, hard out the episode. bait. Out the, out the it, bat. No, it was third episode. Third <laughs> it's, episode. It's still I, pretty I, rough. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I was just looking to see which one it was. I can't seem to find the... <laughs> Which one it was, but yeah, there's. It, it was um, like the B plot though. Those two aliens like not liking each other. I feel like that was the B plot of that episode. I can't remember what the A plot was. Yeah, no, it was it was a like a minor, minor thing that was happening. But yeah, so anywho, yeah, so Ensign Mariner gets them to pull down this thing. Basically, starts a revolution and uh, says, "Wait till my captain comes. They're going to be so uh, happy that what I did." And Captain Freeman comes and she's like. What the hell are you doing? This 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 is breaking all the rules. You know how much uh, I have to all the stuff I have to write up just because you're uh, interfering with the uh, planet with the politics we're not supposed to interfere with. And I thought they've already, Mariner loses it. Yeah, but if these are the same race, like how is it breaking the prime directive? They're already like there must. Of- I don't know if it's necessarily prime directive. She brings up the prime directive. I don't know if it necessarily is. But she's yeah. She says it's due to the prime directive. So yeah, that's what she, 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 yeah, yeah. She said we can't interfere because of the prime directive. But I'm but, but I'm like you're. 
both races already know of you. Like that's the prime. I don't know. It was it was a weird. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but um, it's definitely um, the prime directive is a broad directive. So I mean, I guess it could anything could be interfere with the prime. That's why we did their giant prime directive series. We did a while like a year or so ago. Yeah, if you ever want to go and check out, we we basically look at the Prime Directive like throughout all of Star Trek and it's how many very, times Prime Directive broken how, and and how vague it is and why it's broken for what reason. It's 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 a bizarre rule and they throw it around very <laughs> liberally. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's it changes a little bit. I mean, some of it stays the same, of course, but um, it's interesting. Uh, to say the least. Um, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a but, long yes. series. I can't remember how many episodes we did on it, like 10? <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah, it was. It was a very long series. <laughs> I should look that up, actually. I think I have that all, like, uh, somewhere in my, um, yeah, we, we had that, my uh, Google Drive. Yeah, we had that in an Excel doc, trying to figure it all out. Which, which I, I haven't updated in quite a while, but one of these days I'll get back onto it. But, um... Yeah, so Mariner gets yelled at for um, basically, you know, trying to help these people, and uh, she she ends up being like, um, she, oh, she says, oh, you're gonna throw me in the brig, and he says, no, I'm gonna put you into therapy. He's like, what? And so, the therapist always makes food puns. Yes, and therapy is, uh, is a bird. <laughs> And um, I think the bird is a, a, a another uh, animated series creature that's been um, it's being referenced. It seems like it would be, although for a creature that always references food, I was thinking of something like different. I would think it could be like a bolian or you know, <laughs> what, right? What other foodie yeah, yeah. like, like a talaxian or something like that? <laughs> Talaxians finally yeah, made know. their way to the. The gamma quad or the beta quadrant. That'd be kind of funny, right? So she, um, so she's got to go into this, uh, into with this um, uh, um, uh, counselor, and she hates it, obviously, because um, she she doesn't think she needs counseling whatsoever, uh, for, because she's a, um, I don't know how you want to call it. She's a she, she's more angry. She's more angry at her uh, at her mom. So, from there, she uh, she decides that she's going to uh, she she goes to uh, hang out with her friends and um, what's it? Uh, Boimler is going to uh, is set up a holographic simulation of his crew so he can do this um, interview. So he apparently he's used he's everyone's used logs, the entire crew, of the Cerritos's personal logs to create a uh, facsimile of them. Right. Exactly, and he's like, "Isn't those aren't those private?" <laughs> Apparently not. So, if he's got access to and, the captain and first officer and security officers, logs doesn't mean he reads them. He's not reading them, but so this is where uh, Ensign Mariner decides. Wait a second, if these are all like as close as we can get to the people, let me do this, and she decides to rewrite his program into the movie, which is called Crisis Point: Rise of Vindicta. And it is literally a ripoff of every Star Trek movie you've ever seen. Yeah, it's 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 pretty and, it's pretty funny because they've got they've got a, the James Horner Wrath of Khan theme 
They've got the yes. the teal the the motion picture like fly around the ship for forty five minutes thing, and like yes. it's a short episode, and they still used a lot of time doing that that bit. And it, it, I thought it would be over a lot quicker because these are short episodes, and it still felt like a long time. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how they do and it. So they they uh, it starts off with Boimler falling into this lake where they're. Um, He's also uh, getting hit by the credits because yeah. they're doing the credits like um yeah the credits are hit uh, like like like, like generations where like, they yes. just keep flying forward yeah <laughs> it's great it's awesome I I was just like this is so brilliant and I don't know if you noticed but even when they weren't sh- when they were just showing them regularly there was like they put like a weird finish like a like a grittiness like it was like a film that you're seeing in a, a movie theater oh they also cut the um uh the aspect ratio to a tighter like um is that a 16 by 9 yes like, like two by one like a more aggressive yes. um cut of the um frame <clears throat> yeah they yeah. also did it's, a lot of lens cool. flares like the jg abrams movies like they did like it's so many shout outs in this episode it's kind of ridiculous yeah, it's it's really cool how they did this, and just even like the visuals. And like we're not even talking about the jokes about the movie; just the visuals that they made references to other movies was pretty awesome. There's one point where Captain Freeman goes onto the bridge, and there's all these like f- like lens flares. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they're do- obviously doing a J.J. Abrams, you know, movie there. So yeah, I mean, even um, even on the exterior shot, they're doing like a bunch of lens oh, yeah. flares out there too. And the animation is really impressive. I, 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 you know, like the characters are still really basic, but I'm just still blown away by how the ships and the interiors and the planets and everything look. Right. So, uh, the Cerritos crew part of the, the movie narrative is that they're called to look up, uh, look for a, a, sh- a ship that's uh, making second contact with this planet. But the ship is called the San Clement, uh, and. But they don't have a ship with that name. There is no San Clemens, dun dun dun, and we're the only ship in the area. And Voimer's like, no, this would be the Enterprise if there was only one ship in the area. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So, and this is where we get the scene where they uh, go to the uh, Stritos and they're flying in their shuttle pod. And uh, the chief engineer, Andy Billups, is like kind of crying the whole time. No, oh, he's so <laughs> happy seeing up. the ship. <laughs> yeah, and they're all like amazed at the ship, you know. So it's total like callback to motion picture and Wrath of Khan, you know, like that whole thing. So it's yeah, the music pretty was funny. very reminiscent of Wrath of Khan. It was like so much like James yeah. Horner in it. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, then when the Cerritos get to their destination, the planet, they find that uh, that who's there is a uh, it, it's a big uh, Klingon bird of prey type ship. It de uh, it's decloaks. A cool bird of prey-ish type ship it's very i liked it a lot and she calls herself vindicta and uh she she introduced her henchman which is tendy uh which she calls she's dressed up like a sexy orion yeah typical orion warrior queen whose heritage of uh you know piracy and like and she's kind of like you can tell that she's kind of uncomfortable with that (laughs) And she's uncomfortably called a pirate and, and like a pillager and raper, basically. Yeah. And then Rutherford is this uh, uh, cyborg called Bionic 5. And uh, Boimler is like is a, 
<laughs> just like, he's a slave. <laughs> just some goofy guy named Shempo, and so it's just an even more like goofier, submissive version of Boimler. And, so and then he's and he's like, "That's nothing like me." And he's like, "I just want to make you happy, Captain." He's like, "Damn it, it's just like me." Maybe it's a little bit like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's pretty close, actually. Uh, so they want to know what she wants, and then um, uh, you know, the, the Captain Freeman wants to know what Vindicta, which is Ensign Mariner, playing the role, uh, what she wants. And it's funny; she's kind of playing the Khan role, which she's always talking about how much she thinks Khan's amazing. She's she's referenced Khan at least two or three times during this season alone. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Every, every other uh, episode, it seems like she references him. She loves his yeah. chest, his chest muscles. Yeah. <laughs> See, at some point, Shemple brings Mariner some tea, but it's it ends up being coffee, and so she just kills him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just vaporizes him. She kills lots of people in this episode. Yeah, She's and this angry. is where uh, she um, quotes the Tempest, uh, Shakespeare uh, play the Tempest, and then Was all of a sudden they she- realize they're watching a a recording. Yeah, it was uh, uh, the first officer. He's like, "Isn't that the Tempest?" And it's like, "Oh my god!" Like, they're like referencing it something from Shakespeare, which Star Trek does all the time. Yeah, well, especially um, Star Trek Six. If we're if we're if we're calling out movies, we had a Klingon always quoting uh, uh, Shakespeare. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, Mariner attending Rutherford. I have this like ship that comes in and kind of like. Gets onto their uh, that that sneaks onto the Cerritos and, and kind of cuts a hole into two it. crewmen who are getting ready to hook up. Great, right? And they and uh, they start just wreaking havoc all through the Cerritos. And uh, Mariner uh, tries to get Tendy to have uh, get into the role and take some slaves, but Tendy's like very uncomfortable with the stereotype, and so she just kind of like calls the arch and walks out. <laughs> it may be sad because I like seeing Tendy as like the hotter I am. <laughs> she's just like, nah, I'm and out. Like, she's like, that's not really what I want. And um, she's, and I love how she kills uh, Shax with the uh, Borg head. They're shooting <laughs> that big cannon at her. And then oh, like, yeah. he just he uses, he uses the Borg head the, as a shield. The, and the, yeah, the adapting shield. And then uses his head as an explosive. It was great. And uh, uh, during that fight, too... Um, What's his name? Uh, Boimler uh, finds Commander Ransom and tries to get uh, information how he can butter up the captain. And he says, "How about cookies?" As cookies is a good move, but she has an allergy. But before he can do it, <laughs> he can say what the allergy is. He allergy. gets vaporized. Yeah, he gets killed. Yeah, and then um, uh, Billups goes to engineering, and he—I mean, uh, Rutherford goes to engineering, meets up with Bill, Billups, and uh, he's because you're going to tell Billups exactly how he feels, and then. Like they just have like this huge bromance kind of thing where like they're like working on the engines and they're so like into what they're doing. So <laughs> this is like uh, Rutherford. Rutherford just loves working on the engines and engineering. That's all he wants to do. That's so his, much. this is his life. Yeah, yeah, he's so into it. Um, it definitely seems like he's got a crush on Billups, though Jeff Fox or the. It does. Because I would call it more of a bromance, but yeah, but there's a moment that you're like, are they gonna kiss? Yeah, I felt so too. I was like, are they gonna like, are they gonna go steady now? Because I always thought Rutherford had a thing for Tendy a little bit, but well, yeah, he went on the date with that girl in the first episode. Then like after that, he was like in the Tendy, and then they haven't really talked about the relationship much. 
Right. And now Mariner uh, gets up to the bridge and confronts Captain Freeman, and they start really going at it and fighting. And um, this is where the Cerritos is knocked out of orbit and goes into the plat- uh, the atmosphere of the planet and crashes onto the surface. Um, so, and even when they get to the surface, the Cerritos is sort of like laying on its side, <laughs> which is really weird. And um, she's uh, just, they're fighting together, the, the two, the captain and uh, Mariner. And... Um, Back in engineering, Rutherford uh, uh, basically says, I, I emergency transport everybody on the ship onto the planet. So and no Bill, one uh, died from the impact. Bill was like, was like says, that shouldn't be possible, but Rutherford says that the, <laughs> says it's simple. Is they're, they're in a movie. Anything's possible. And he's like, I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, Mariner and Freeman keep fighting, and at a certain point... Um, He's gonna. Um, she's gonna kill her own mother when uh, the mariner of uh, of the Cerritos in the movie, the the hologram version of her, starts attacking her. So they both start fighting. It jumps out. He, she puts an emergency beaming thing onto her mom, like uh, Picard did to Data and Nemesis. Mm-hmm. Beams right, her out right. to the planet, and so uh, Mariner is just fighting Mariner. And and then they start fighting and. <laughs> And they're just like talking about all this stuff. He's like, yeah, it's like I know everything you hate about this you. Stuff. I know that you. Yeah, it's like uh, you used to dress up like to- uh, Toby Targ. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Toby the Targ. So yeah, so like uh, every Halloween or whatever like that. So she knows everything about her. So uh, they start fighting, and uh, this is where um, so Mariner basically beats. Um, uh, beats uh, the evil Mariner uh, with this because she set uh, she was distracting her whole time because there's a uh, self destruct for the Cerritos that's going on. So yeah, so she so, so that's so she sacrifices herself to blow up her evil twin, which is the real her. Right, right. And then they obviously then they're phased out of the the holodeck uh, or the the program. So. And Mariner's then talking about like, oh, you know, that was like better than that was, that was better way than better than regular just, therapy. It's talking to ther- uh talking to Rutherford at the in the lounge, so, and then Rutherford's like, it felt so good that I could do all those say all those things to Billups. So he's like, you know, why don't you say something in real life? And you can see him; he's literally eating like soup alone. He looks like <laughs> the saddest guy in the world. And and Rutherford's like, nah, I don't think it's a good. Like, I, should, I probably shouldn't say anything. He's just sitting over there like a beast. Like he's just, he's like he's so in awe at Billups, and Billups just like, yeah, I'm having my shitty prune juice soup. Right. I know it was like the saddest looking Billups eating that soup, and he was like, no, nah, I don't think so. So, <laughs> um, so. Uh, Boimler goes and uh, back to the holodeck to still work on his program before his um, uh, big um, interview. Uh, interview, and he comes into the eulogy that Captain Freeman's given about Mariner and finds out that that Mariner is Freeman's daughter. He says, "And if anybody ever found out that, I would have court-martialed them and ex- uh, get them kicked out of Starfleet." And so Boimler's all freaked out. So when he gets to the ready room for his interview, he just totally loses himself. And he can't even say keep anything. In, in mount. Anyway, except Mar- for he says Mariner is hot. 
And he's like, no, she's not hot. She's disgusting. And she's like, ah, ah, ah. And he just leaves. And, she's, and then she goes, clearly he didn't prepare for his interview. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get this whole thing where on the holodeck we see the uh, Mariner movies got the uh, Spock uh, torpedo tube, but uh, the character Vindicta rises out of it. Yeah. And then uh, Leonardo da Vinci, who was showed up before, ends up shooting um, – uh, shooting the Vindicta. And then we get the whole signatures of the, the cast as the movie ends, like what we saw in the end of Star Trek VI. Man, there's so many like references. But I was really hoping um, Leonardo da Vinci was going to be played by John Rhys-Davies, and I, I paused some of the credits, and I did not see his name. Although he was mm. drawn to look like John Rhys-Davies' da Vinci from Voyager. I mean, he may have still yeah, been, but it didn't sound like him either. So, I mean, I was it says, looking. It says, it says Gary Cole did Leonardo da Vinci. Okay, so Gary yeah. Cole. Yeah, so it definitely. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't sound like John Reese Davies to me. So, I mean, like, I guess it's kind of a legacy character, but also it's not played by the original actor. So, I don't even know if it counts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was like, I was like, oh, it's totally Leonardo da Vinci, but also, yeah. Not. But man, lost no, so it's... many callouts in this episode. It's 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 insane yeah, how much they fit into these episodes. I am always kind of floored by how much they fit into these episodes. Yeah, no, it's it's nuts, and it's it's really they did such a good job. I, I mean, I was just chuckling my whole way through this whole episode. I was like, this is really like as a fan, especially of like the you know the the, the original. Uh, crew in their movies that they made the the six well slash seven movies that they made you know this is like such a so funny how they did this oh yeah I think this is by far one of the best it's it's like so self-aware but it's a holodeck episode so they can totally they can be and it's fine right right exactly um and and what do you think about the idea that Mariner uses like this movie thing to get back at her mom and like almost kills her. Like she really looked like she was going to kill her mom. Yeah, she was like she was she killed so many people. She she vaporized like half the crew like running through the corridors and it was like kind of brutal. She was pretty right. pretty angry. I mean, I don't know. Like I mean, maybe she wanted to kill her mom for therapy and then like just and, and the fight with herself made her realize because this is all based on her personal log. So maybe Mariner will finally start chilling out now that we know who she really is, like through her personal logs that were built into the program. I just really, I would love to see her like mellow out as a character. What about you? Well, it's funny because at a certain point when she's fighting her hologram self, you know, she says that, um, she basically says that Captain Freeman uh, it could be a, she is a pain in the ass, but she would have been kicked off the Cerritos a long time ago, and she would have been kicked out of Starfleet if it wasn't for her mom. Yeah, and and Mariner's like saying, yeah, but she only cares about herself, and she's always, you know, like she's not looking out for me, and so it's almost like she's bipolar, like, like, like really conflicted, like all over the place. Like she knows what she needs to do. Like she, Mariner, has she, does she have Tourette's? No, not Tourette's, but I, I think something. she has more of she well, she's obviously have issues with her mom, you know, that's 
she doesn't want to be controlled, but then she doesn't also she doesn't want to be told what to do, and she doesn't want to play like a pawn. She wants to just go out and do good. But also, she's but like she super thankful for her mom too, based on the the personal logs and how she was standing up for her, her holodeck version was standing up for her mom. Right. So it's just it's just really yeah. weird, like the, the dynamic between the character Mariner. It's almost like she's like got multiple personalities or something. Yeah, yeah. it's like she's I mean, got some kind of like disorder. She's very disordered somehow. <laughs> she's conflicted. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, Boimler is hilarious. This whole thing because he's like just wanting to find out how to butter up the captain, and he just completely fucks it up in the end. I mean, it's it's it's, uh, it's even funnier thinking about him being Huey from the Boys because like he totally is. I mean, he's even kind of drawn to look like the the actor. A little bit, yeah. I would love to see like this, like switch over to, to live action. It'd be kind of funny to see them all like together. <laughs> yeah, right. That'd be kind of fun. Totally. I, um, and then uh, Rutherford and the uh, chief engineer Billups and their <laughs> their uh, like bromance or romance or whatever you want to call it about the engines and everything. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And uh, then we have Tendi, who basically says, like, you know, later on, she's like, Mariner apologizes. Like, I'm sorry the way I treated you. And Tendi says, like, yeah, it's okay. He says, you know, a lot of Ryan's out there um, yeah, are into piracy. But she's happy not being in a, uh, into piracy. And uh, they're... She's like, <laughs> you know, it's slaves, been about but... five years since not all the Ryans have been pirates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, which it's I pretty thought funny. Was so, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's a it's it's a fun stuff. I I really uh I, this this episode just so clever. I I I watched it. I was like, man, these guys are just hitting on all cylinders for this. Yeah, this is by far my favorite episode. This is like head and shoulders above all the other ones. Um, so many great bets. Although the the Chief O'Brien bet at the end of like the second or third episode was still like it's still up there. <laughs> But as a whole episode, oh, right. this one is like by far my favorite. <laughs> you like that one? I don't know. I, I like a lot of them, but this one I thought was so cleverly written. Oh, it's just so, so clever! And so many, so many like references to all the movies. It's like I don't even yeah. know what they're going to do with the season two. They've already like referenced so much stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's like was like what is there left to do? What is the show's like purpose? Well, the next. The next episode seems like they're um, like Boimler's confronting Mariner with that he knows that for Captain Freeman's you know her, her mom. mom. Yeah, so that's yeah. The, there's 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 gonna be that through line the first like the biggest through line we've had in the show so far. So that'll be interesting yeah, yeah. for sure um, how that how that pans out. Um, Tindy, Tindy also looks like she's gonna have a decent part in the next one, but so far she is still like the least used of the main characters. Yeah, we yeah, still she's a little kind of side character. And I mean, like the only, like literally, the only Orion lore we got was in this episode, and it was that five years yeah. ago, some Orion stopped being pirates. Not many, just a couple. Right. Right. So I mean the the Orion Syndicate and Orion's being pirates is still like very very prevalent. So it's you know it's not a whole lot of news. I mean for them anyway. Right, right. Um, I just looked up the uh, the Allurians, which are a um, um, 
they're a race in uh, the original animated series. It's an episode called Yester, and the Illyrians are like a bipedal uh, race, a uh, bird race. Um, but they had wings, so this is why this guy might not be that same race. So, who knows? Oh, the, gotcha. the, uh, I'm talking. The doctor, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mij- uh, Miglimu? Dr. Miglimu? <laughs> so, I don't know what that's about. Should have had Brendan Fraser for that. <laughs> yeah, that would have good. Um, I'm not Brendan Fraser. Um, oh, God, I'm thinking Fraser from Fraser Crane. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, uh, um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the guy who was toss, uh, toss salads and yeah. scrambled eggs. <laughs> scrambled eggs. He was the the captain of the Bozeman. Yeah, I know. I just can't think of his name. It's like we can think of everything else about he him. He was Beast in X Men Three. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Thank you. Took, yeah, I, 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 I had to think later. of all the things he's been in that I've seen, and then I can remember his name. Yeah, Kelsey no. Grammer. <laughs> so yeah man um great episode just so good in the next episode we get, they've got that little robot thing from a next gen episode the exocomp yeah yeah which one was that one from god i can't i can't wasn't it the one where they find the silicon creature because they had the little robot Is it that one I thought because the robot came out because it was like helping them like do the mining or whatever and it like it tried to kill data or is that or am I combining two different episodes in my head? Um, the one you're talking about right now is with a silicon creature is called Home Soil. I think you're talking. Is it Arsenal of Freedom? Maybe. I might have. I might be combining two that, episodes in my head. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. I think it's Arsenal of Freedom, but. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's not Arsenal Freedom. That's not that one either. Damn, which one is that one from? God, I can't remember. I, I've seen that before, too. Really frustrating. They, they do, all they these, do like, lots of deep and, cuts. Yeah. I just don't remember which one that's from. And it's flo- it floats around, too. I remember that, too, as well. Damn. Exocomp. Really can't remember right now. Artificial. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking up Exocomp right now. Quality of life? Quality of life. Metacomps. Hmm. Yep, that's it. Quality of life. Yeah, there it is. Exocomp. Man, it's like so many like weird deep cuts they're just like referencing in this thing. It's not even like like, you know, like Picard they went after like Measure of a Man, which is a hugely known episode. Like they even did the Fathom event thing where they released the extended version of Measure of a Man. And then Lower Decks right. is all just like going like what was that episode? <laughs> like it, no one was it was no one's favorite. Like, let's let's grab the exocomp thing. Nobody remembers, but yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just the they're like the what they're pulling from is just kind of amazing, and they're just grabbing from all sorts of random stuff. Well, you can tell that they're a huge fans, especially of you know the next generation, but of all the movies and all the old TV shows because you get a lot of um, references. I mean. They talk about uh, Toby the Targ, which is uh, mostly, I think, is a uh, Voyager uh, reference. Um, because, like, Belana Torres had some uh, Toby the Targ plush toy that she had. So, <laughs> um, 
Toby the Turk. But I mean, it's just like these guys are like are all over the shit, and it's so refreshing. It's like whoever was working on these like scripts and working on these, these are the guys they should have had in the writers' room for the other episodes for, for Discovery, Discovery, and Picard. and for Picard. Because these guys know their I stuff. Mean, I mean, you don't want to get so hung up on like all the past of everything, but you also want to have that base. That, you know, somebody could be like, this is what we're thinking. And then somebody goes, oh, this is going to work good. But this you might need to, like, you know, massage a little bit because that's not exactly how things worked at, you know, for past canon, you know. And uh, it didn't seem like, especially uh, Discovery didn't seem like they had that. No, not at all. Like, I know they claim they have, like, the, the canon people in the writer's room. But I, they might have been there. But they if they were there, they were completely ignored. I feel like because... I mean they should have had like they should have had like Larry Nimichek or something on. Oh, absolutely! I, I I wish Larry and the Akutas and you know uh, Ronald D. Moore were all like a lot more involved with the show. At least because a consulting fee or something like that. Something. You know, Honestly. I mean, they, they they were using Larry Nimichek's maps for all the different like Klingon War uh, screens in season one, but which is great. As far as I'm aware, you know? I mean that's that's most of Larry Nimichek's involvement with uh, Discovery, at least in season one. I, yeah. I don't know; I haven't spoken with him in a bit, but I know those were um, his maps that they were using. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so um, good stuff. Unfortunately, tomorrow—I mean, not tomorrow—the next episode is our our last taste of lower decks for you know probably quite a while i mean so. it'll be lower decks than discovery season three picks up right after it and the next star trek we'll see is probably more lower decks because yeah, i because I, I mean I like we'll i don't see. i don't know i mean like i've heard some people say that discovery season four may have started shooting already but i'm like i don't i don't think so i mean they didn't they don't even mm-hmm. announce Discovery's been renewed till it's like halfway through its run. You know what I mean? So that the that, that it's right. shooting already seems jumping the gun. Um, I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen much in regards to that. But um, uh, it seems like a lot of stuff is kind of on hold as far as shooting goes. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Um. It's just uh. You know. I mean. Obviously, Discovery was in the kind of you know, in the tank already to ready to go, you know, they're ready to shoot that out. And they probably had a lot of post-production shit they had to get taken care of during the COVID thing. But obviously until COVID's kind of like figured out, <laughs> yeah, we're probably not going to see anything for quite a while, you know, sadly enough. So, um, yeah, for sure. And animation, I think they can probably get done quicker. And I'm pretty sure they signed two seasons of lower decks, like out the gate. So, I mean, they probably have scripts going on for already for the next ones. All they got to do is, like, I mean, they, <laughs> that's not all they got to do, but I'm sure they got to do the animation and, and the voiceover for it, and they're all set. Cause, but I imagine they probably have some scripts for season two already since they ordered them together. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's only it's 10 episodes. Like... So, I mean, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they knocked out both seasons, you know, their stories and whatever back to back. Yeah, but the, th- the thing is, the more of the filming and everything else, and everything else, the production stuff they have to do. I don't know. I'm super excited for Strange New Worlds. You know, yeah, who knows when that's going to come out, though? <laughs> yeah, I know. 
exactly. I mean, but it still knows? looks great. I mean, yeah. I mean, they, I loved how how they did the Enterprise Bridge and Discovery. It was a beautiful reimagining, and still being super faithful to like design cues from the original. It was a gorgeous redesign of the, that bridge. I loved it. Yeah. That's what they should have done originally with uh, all of Discovery and everything else. They should have like said, hey, this is how it used to look, but let's revamp it and make it look... I don't know. Whatever. We've been over all this before. <laughs> yeah. There's just so many missed opportunities with Discovery. and I, we, we, just, we just want it to be the best it can be. You know? So. I know. It's hard. Well, guys, uh, let us know what you think about these um, Lower Deck episodes. I mean, Dave and I are loving it. Some people don't feel the same way um maybe you don't like your comedy uh so crazy and uh the star trek verse but dave and i are two goofy guys so we enjoy it we are pretty goofy but if you have more to say if you want to chime in uh you can always email us at senseaholics at yahoo.com you can uh hit us up on our facebook group facebook forward slash groups forward slash synthaholics and you can talk to us there you can also uh, tweet at us at synthaholic duo we'd love to hear from you there and if the show is something you want to support please go to our patreon patreon forward slash synthaholics and you can support us uh, monetarily that way by donating to the show next week this is the last of the season I'm excited, but kind of sad at the same time because I kind of don't want this ride to end. Yeah, it's been it's been but, it's been a great ride for the most part, and I've been really been enjoying it. But all good things, Dave. All good, good things. This must come to an end. All right, guys. Well, until next week, uh, live long and prosper, one and all, and we will see you soon. Spock out. Spock out. Foimla out. Rutherford out. Well, McCoy, my boy, come mix me a drink Before the night's over, I'll puke in the sink And we'll cry till we laugh, and we'll both shit our pants You're the best drinking friend I ever had Yo, let's talk about some Star Trek <laughs> Yeah, give me some of that Star Trek spice Gotta snort it, because, uh... <laughs> Taking it up the bum doesn't feel as good as it used to. <laughs> <laughs> so raw now. It's not working it's anymore. So, it's so raw now after a couple of seasons of Discovery and Picard. Need it more gently. <laughs> All right, let's do this. I, I actually started um, watching the first episode of The Boys, but um, of, uh, of the two? second season. Yeah, but um, it's like my kids walked in, like I was like, "Fuck!" Shit. So I had to shut it off. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's it's been good. There's only two episodes left. It looks it's good. Fun. I mean, it looked good where it started. So I was like, "Oh, that's cool." So yeah, good stuff. Can't yeah, wait. It's Can't just, wait for more. Yeah, it's just it's it's just so depressing how short the seasons are. I know. Eight right? episodes is like nothing. Wheel of Time is supposed to be also. Eight episodes. Um, they're making a Fallout TV series on Amazon Prime. That's awesome. Are they really? Be, yes, I'm so excited. I really hope it's going to be great. And we'll have to talk about that since that'll clearly fall into post apocalyptic science fiction. <laughs> Especially if Trump gets reelected. <laughs> well, that, that, that'll just be a science fact, real life. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. But yeah, Fallout will probably be eight, eight episodes long. I mean, the reason they say they're they're only doing eight episodes is that 
Um, that way they can make the pay the actors more and have a better special effects budget, which I mean I get, but also at the same time it's just like oh, it's so short. Eight weeks of television, you have to wait like basically an entire year. I mean, ten, wow. you got to wait ten months. I mean, because I mean eight episodes. That's, f- I mean, it's less than two months because Amazon Prime dropped The Boys season two. They dropped three episodes at once, and they've been dropping one a week since. So it's like a month and a half of like of TV, and then it's gone mm-hmm. for ten and a half months. Ugh, it just hurts. You know what I mean? I know, and the pro, and, you know, we we are going to hit this point where we're going to have this like lull of not a lot of new stuff coming out because of COVID and all the stuff that was in the pipeline is finally dried up. Yeah, it's going to be. Know. I mean, then we'll have to go back to old episodes, but there's so many old episodes mm-hmm. we haven't talked about. Maybe some of the old, some of the movies too. 